Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast. Today's episode is answering a question that a lot of people in the world may have. Uh, And the question is, if there is a God, why do bad things happen in the world? It's a question that plagues on a lot of people's minds and may prevent people who are looking at Christianity from the outside, prevent them from actually taking that step towards accepting that there's a God or believing that there's a God because all they can see is these negative experiences in, in people's lives, unfairness, injustice around them in the world and causing them to question, well, if there is a God, then how could all of these things happen? How could he possibly allow these bad things to happen? And even for people who are Christian and have accepted that there is a God, sometimes it is a real battle as well to understand, well, if God loves me, why are these things happening to me? Why am I going through these circumstances of hardship right now? So we're going to unpack that question today on a deeper level and aim to understand more about how we can rectify these two things about whether there can be both a God and hardships and bad things happen to us and in the world around us. So to start off, we have to understand the psychology behind our brains and how our brains work. So our brains are actually wired towards negative experiences. Our brains on a physiological and psychological level actually remember negative experiences more than we remember positive experiences. And and you can understand how this has, you know, developed and how this has benefited us. You know, if we are in the jungle and we see a lion and that is a negative experience, the next time that we're in the jungle, we're going to be hyper alert in case there's another light, right? So our brain is wired to remember the negative times more than all of the times that we've walked through the jungle without there being a line. Okay, so we understand why our brains do this. Um, But as a result of this, you know, fear, uh, traumatic experiences, negative experiences, painful experiences are more ingrained into our memory than the positive experiences, even if the positive experiences outweigh in number or or emotion the uh, negative experiences, we are still wired to remember those negative experiences as more powerful. You know, our brain says pain is bad. Negative experiences are bad. And it tries to help us to avoid those experiences as much as possible. But when we know that there is an outcome, a positive outcome or a benefit to these negative painful experiences we're able to build the motivation um, to go through them and we build the resilience to push through these negative experiences um, and the resilience to keep exposing ourselves to them because we know that there is some kind of benefit to this on the other side you know take you know athletes who train every day get up at ridiculous o'clock in the morning train for hours physically fatigued, emotionally fatigued, mentally fatigued all day, every day, but they do so, they can push through those negative experiences because of the benefit of running that race and winning that gold medal that they're striving for, right? 
So because of that, because they know that this is working towards that positive outcome, gives them the motivation and the resilience to do those things that are not motivating inherently by themselves. They're negative experiences, they're painful experiences that our body would tell us to not do and tell us to sleep in and enjoy our time in our bed and not to run for eight hours a day because our body physically uh, experiences that in a, a negative way, right? So we can see how when our brain knows that there's a positive outcome for a negative experience, it helps us to to cope with that a lot better, right? So here's the thing, though. We experience the world and our life and our pain in terms of our earthly existence. So every experience that we go through in life, we we can only see the benefits and outcome in terms of our earthly experience and our earthly life. God, however, views our pain and views our life experiences in the lens of our eternal salvation. And so God, the goal of God is for everyone to know and experience him. He's a God of love. Now, if everything in the world was perfect, there would be no chances to express love towards one another. We wouldn't experience anything as love or generosity or kindness because everything would be good and perfect already. And so then no one would be able to experience God's love and no one would be able to be saved. Take, for example, you know, a situation where person A is going through a hard time and person B can offer help and express love towards that person A. What's happened now is that person A has experienced the love and care of another person and person B has experienced the act of showing love towards another person. So person A has had a chance to experience the love of God and person B has experienced how it feels to act selflessly towards another person with no personal gain and also becomes closer to God. So now we can see that person A's pain has actually been used to help not only them, but another person also become closer to God. And we can see how their pain, while horrible and uncomfortable and and difficult, has had eternal outcomes on not only their life, but the life of another person. But we can't see that. We, we can't view that in that way unless we have the eternal lens of our pain and our suffering and salvation and without that lens we we can't experience the pain in any other way than a painful experience whereas when we view it in the lens of eternal salvation in terms of lifelong benefit we can experience that pain in the light of the benefits it achieves and not just the pain in the moment of it so again if we if we know that pain and suffering bring some kind of outcome we are not only going to be more willing to to walk through that pain, but we're going to have resilience when we go through that pain. You know, we're going to um, be motivated to push through that pain. Take going to the gym, for example. You know, we go to the gym and we lift weights so that we can get really strong and we get, you know, big muscles. And what's actually happening on a biomechanical level is that when you're lifting weights, you are actually physically tearing your muscle fibers. You're tearing them apart. And that's why, you know, two to three days later, you have a lactic acid buildup from all these torn muscles and you are in pain. But what happens then is that the fibers, which tore because you lifted a, a, a weight 
heavier than what they could physically lift, which tore them apart. Um, they they heal. They actually come back together. They heal and they reheal thicker and stronger, and and that's what makes your muscles bigger. Uh, and but then as a benefit, your thicker, stronger muscle can now lift the weight that uh, you couldn't lift before uh, without tearing. So you can now go to the gym and lift that same weight, and it won't hurt as much because you're not tearing your muscle fibers. And so now we can lift a heavier weight. So we lift a heavier weight, we tear our muscle fibers again, they heal, and now they're bigger again. And we do this over and over again until we reach a level that we're happy with, until our muscles are physically big enough that we are satisfied. And we can see that, you know, going to the gym, it's a it's a pretty immediate response. You know, we do something, it causes pain. And then, you know, pretty immediately, like a week, few weeks, maximum a month, we can physically see a difference from going to the gym uh, in our muscles, in our in our physique. And so because we have this immediate response, it gives us the motivation that this is working and we continue to do it, right? Or even the fact that we've, you know, seen other people go to the gym and uh, experience this in their life and in their body and we can physically see on them the difference that it's made so we know that it will work and so we have that motivation of you know it's it's painful now but I know the outcome is something that I want so I'm going to you know keep doing it and sure enough we get the outcome that we want right so when we know that something is going to accomplish something positive in our life even if the experience itself to get to that positive outcome is painful and negative Um, we are able to build that resilience to go through it because we know that there's a positive outcome on the other side of it. But we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't go to the gym if there wasn't that kind of positive outcome. You know, we might go to the gym once or twice and, you know, lift some weights, be in pain and be like, there's nothing different. You know, there's nothing nothing different about my body. This must be a terrible thing. Um, God must not want me to go through this. And we don't do it again, you know? We we view it as such an immediate thing that like, oh, I did not gain any positive benefit from going to the gym. Therefore, it mustn't be good for me, you know? It's, it's not until we actually go long enough that we actually see some changes in our body that we're like, oh, you know, this is working. And, and we keep going. Um, but the cool thing as well about this is that, you know, even if we we go to the gym, we build our muscles up. Even if we then stop going to the gym and we fully stop altogether, the the benefits that we've built in our body don't just immediately disappear, don't they? They actually take some time to to disappear, to um, dissolve, you know? And so we can see how the benefit from this, you know, let's say two months. You went to the gym for two months, built your muscles up. You know, your, your muscles, your physical um, changes in your body might last for another two or three months after you stop going to the gym. And so the benefit that we receive helps to produce a lasting impact in our life, right? So it's easy to conceptualize when it's something small and immediate like the gym. But many of us, many of us are in situations where our pain is lasting for years. Now, this might be one year, two years, it might be 10 years. And while you're going through the painful moment, you can't see anything but that pain. You can't see how this is building you. You can't see what the purpose of this is, the benefit of it is. All you can experience in your brain and in your body is pain and hardship and fatigue and trial. And you're screaming out to God 
why? Why, why, why am I going through this? Why have you not taken it away? Why must I suffer through this God? And, and it can be really challenging when we pray for that and it doesn't happen. That nothing, nothing changes. God hasn't taken it away. But the thing is that God is not seeing this period of pain as, as this immediate earthly experience that you're going through right now. He is seeing how this time, this stretching, this pulling, this tearing of you right now will actually help rebuild you stronger in a way that you weren't before, in a way that you couldn't accomplish without this. And it's really hard to see when it's not an immediate benefit. You know, it, you could be suffering for, for five years, 10 years, and you're not seeing any, any changes and, and you're questioning God, why? Why is this in my life? Why is this something I have to battle but it's because we can't see yet the outcome that it is producing in our life. It's hard to see when it's not an immediate benefit, you know. But again, the beauty is that unlike the gym, we might suffer through this thing for four years. But the benefit of the, the strength and the growth that we develop from that will last for the rest of your life. The, the change in the way that you relate to God, that you draw strength from God, that you dig into God will cause a lasting change in your life that you cannot undo. Unlike the gym where your muscles will go back to ground zero, the way that, that your perspective and your relationship with, with God changes in this time can't be undone, can't be rewired. And so God doesn't cause these bad things to happen to us, but he can see this eternal picture about how going through this period of time being crushed in the olive press will actually help our spiritual muscles grow and rebuild in a way that they couldn't without going through this experience. It's not possible. It's not possible to build the muscles without tearing them. And God knows that it would be impossible for us to learn the lesson to build and strengthen our muscles in this way without going through this pain. And it's not going to be a small benefit. You're not going to be suffering for years to gain a benefit that lasts a moment. This is going to be an eternal difference in the way that you experience God. And it's going to increase your sanctification and increase your relationship with God in an eternal impact in a way that will last forever. And the lessons that we learn from this will not only help us, but will help to strengthen and build those around us as well. So that when they are going through their own pain, they can benefit and experience God on a new level that they would not have before. Because our testimony will be able to speak into their lives and say, I've been where you are. I've gone through what you've gone through. And let me tell you that there is benefit on the other side. There is gold on the other side of this experience. There is breakthrough on the other side of this experience because God is faithful and God will not let you down. And I know it is hard. It is hard when you are questioning God and you are so confused as to why you are lost in this desert right now. But God will provide and God will bring you out. And the lesson that you will learn from this experience is going to be worth it. 
And your testimony, that testimony that you can speak into their life is going to impact them in a way that they would not have been without your experience. And now your pain, your suffering, your trials and your lessons can be used to help to save someone else, to help the salvation and sanctification of another person on earth. And so we need to change the lenses in which we are viewing times of pain and trial. If we were at the gym and it started to hurt and we decided to stop and we only went that once, we would not see any benefit. And we would have lived the rest of our life saying, oh, I tried to go to the gym, didn't work. Not for me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lie. It's a, everyone's crazy. It doesn't build muscle. I've tried it. You know, We would say, it's a, that's a waste of time. A lot of pain for no reason and never go. But we already know, we know from other people's experiences that if you keep going, there will be a benefit. And it's through that understanding that we can go to the gym even when we know it's going to hurt and even when we don't want to because we're wanting the benefit as a result. And so I want you to, to picture yourself now and this trial that you're going through, this hardship, this, this moment of suffering that you just can't understand what God is doing through you right now. That you've been praying and praying and praying for God to take this away from you. Why haven't you healed me? Why haven't you brought me breakthrough? Why haven't you brought me that thing that I've been wanting? Why haven't you taken this away from me, God? And instead of crying out to God saying, why aren't you listening to me? We can switch our perspective and we can understand that if God hasn't taken it away, there must be a reason. There must be something that I'm learning in this or that I will learn from this that I cannot learn in any other way. And these years of pain and suffering will lead to 10, 20, a lifetime of benefit down the track. A new way of understanding relating to God. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 12, a very, very well-known verse that speaks exactly into this situation. It's about the Apostle Paul who suffered so much persecution, so much hardship, simply for preaching the name of Jesus, something that we take for granted these days because him and the other forefathers of Christianity have paved that way for us. But he is writing this letter to the Corinthians who are boasting about the good things in their life and are boasting about their own self, self-worth and how good they are. And Paul is talking to them saying, I would not be boasting about your own self-worth and your own benefit. I would be boasting about the things of God and the things that God has done through you. And he is using this um, in this passage, in this discourse, he's actually saying that, you know, if, if I could choose to boast, I would boast of all of the things that God has given me and all of my the great revelations that I have encountered. But I'm not. And in order to stop me from boasting and becoming prideful, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Three times he prayed to God, pleaded, take this thorn away from me, God. Take this painful experience away from me, God. I do not want it. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. There's a lot of things that Paul is saying in this beautiful passage. But essentially, first thing that he recognizes is that he was given this thorn to stop him becoming prideful. And it's a testament to Paul's um, faithfulness to God that he even recognizes, first of all, that that is what it is, that he may have recognized that he has, you know, that temptation to be prideful in his life and that this um, thorn, this painful experience, this hardship that he's going through is helping to keep him humble because he's needing to depend upon God and God's strength in this time rather than continuing to live out of his own strength. The second thing he says is that three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. So he has prayed to God multiple times to take it away from me before realizing that while I still have this hardship, I am weak. And that weakness allows God's strength to actually work through me. If I wasn't weak, I would be operating out of my own strength. But because I'm weak, I'm in this vulnerable, weakened state. I am able to depend upon God's strength and use God's strength through me to accomplish things. And so he says, therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I will boast for all of my uh, sinful natures, all of the things that I struggle with, all of the things that I'm imperfect at so that you may see a reflection of Christ's power working through me and so that I may humble myself more towards Christ and his power. That is why, verse 10, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions and in difficulties, all things that he has experienced firsthand. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. This perspective on what Paul is going through is something that we can really learn from. He does not blame God for this, even though he has heard firsthand from God that God has said, I'm not taking it away from you. He does not blame God for that. Instead, he humbles himself and knows that God is working through him and doing something through him in this time, that it is accomplishing something that cannot be accomplished otherwise because it says, you know, my power is made perfect in weakness, implying that he cannot, God cannot uh, represent the, the, the fullness of his power unless it is through people who acknowledge their, their downfalls and acknowledge their own personal weaknesses. Because if we are exalting ourselves in our flesh and saying, I can do everything, then we do not need God. The verse is not, I can do everything. It says, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me, right? So if we are already so powerful and so strong, we do not need Christ. And so we would never allow Christ to strengthen us. And that is exactly what Revelation Paul has achieved here, is this understanding that if God has not taken it away, it's for a purpose. And God is trying to teach me something through this time. And that is an incredible revelation, something that I think a lot of us do not fully understand until we are going through our own hardship and our own trial. And some people listening right now who've been struggling through something for, you know, 10 years and they're not seeing the fruit of that, that hardship in their life. And it's really difficult to trust God and say, I, what are you doing? 
why have you not taken this away? But there was no fruit in Paul's life from this thorn in his side. The fruit from this was that he could then act in other people's life in a greater capacity than he could before because he was acting through God's strength. So the fruit of this hardship was not even benefiting Paul. Now that's a challenging thing to accept that sometimes we are going through something and we are not going to see the benefit of that. You know, Abraham was promised that he would have uh, descendants as numerous as the stars, but he never lived to see that promise come to fruition. Sometimes we have to understand again that God has an eternal perspective of things and we have an earthly momentary perspective of things. And so we are going through this hardship and we're saying, where is my benefit? Why is this not over yet? Why have I not learned the lesson that I'm, I'm supposed to learn from this yet? Failing to recognize the way that God is using this to shape our heart and the way that our testimony of living in God's grace and God's strength through this is actually speaking into the lives of those around us and edifying their spirit so that when they are faced with their own trial, they have strength and they can lean on God and they know where to go. They know the answer to their solution because you have represented that towards them. That is a powerful thing that God would choose you to partner with in order to demonstrate his strength through your weakness, his strength through your trial, his love and favor towards you, even in the midst of something so terrible. And I hope that this helps us to understand more the heart behind God, that he knows momentary happiness is fleeting. He knows it. We know it. It can be really hard to accept sometimes, but I think deep down we all know that things that bring momentary happiness are momentary, are fleeting, are temporary. And the way to a full life is not through things that make us happy. It's through understanding the depth of God's love towards us and understanding the distance he would go for us to experience more intimate relationship with him and knowing that we can then change the perspective on whatever it is we're going through and say God I can see how you're working through this I can see how you're changing my heart more towards you how there will be a positive outcome from this trial that only you can see right now but I trust you that it is there Because I know you have never let us down. You have never let us down. And you want us to be in relationship with you. And so everything in our life that's in our life that you have not taken away is there to increase our relationship with you. It's there to press us more towards you. To rip us and tear us in a way that means that when we grow back again, we're growing with fibers of you woven back in fibers of you that weren't there before that couldn't get in before so we had to rip and tear what we were made of so that you could be woven back into our tapestry so we thank you god we thank you for your grace and your compassion towards us that you do not settle for lukewarm love that you seek 
all of us to be completely on fire with your love, completely enamored with the, the length that you go to for us to experience you in a tangible way in our everyday life. I hope that this podcast was encouraging for you. I hope that this helped you to understand what you're going through a little bit better or help you to understand why things in the world happen the way they do because God has an eternal perspective of things and we can still trust and love him even when bad things happen because like we said at the beginning sometimes someone's experience of hardship gives another person an opportunity to demonstrate love if the world was perfect we wouldn't know what love was because there would be no such thing. There would be no such thing as generosity. We wouldn't need God. We wouldn't. Why would we need God if everything was perfect? We wouldn't. So it's only through the world being broken that we can experience the difference when we encounter God. We can experience the, the completeness of him and who he is. So I just pray for everyone listening. I just pray for your weeks to have a new perspective of everything that you face, every trial, every challenge, that it may be a learning opportunity for you to grow and learn and be stretched and grow stronger through Christ who strengthens you. Have a great week, guys.